0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 5 o'clock hour here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We're live from the Auction Community Studios on this Friday afternoon. As always, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate uh, you letting us keep you company on this Friday afternoon. It's been a busy day. Um, a lot of get into all the NFL stuff in the next segment. In addition to the trade, uh, the, the Bears trading out of number one. It, it very much feels like a getting all your ducks in a row because on Monday, everything's going to come crashing down in the NFL. It's, it's the first day of free agency. It's the First day of legal tampering. Anybody who does this knows that Monday is actually the day where a lot of these deals get struck. They can't become official until Wednesday. So today, there have been a lot of guys who've been cut, a lot of restructuring, a lot of move money moving around, big trade in the NFL draft. Feels like teams are kind of preparing themselves right for the craziness of Monday. It's had that kind of feel today in the NFL. Yeah, it was kind of like the Kyrie Irving trade got done a little bit before all the other NBA trades. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. the Kyrie trade got done. I've Got Kyrie, and then you know, everything else happened. The Suns got Durant and Eric Gordon, and just all the trades, Jay Crowder, and everything that happens. And so, yeah, I expect the Monday is going to be a busy day. You know, what we do know, uh, you know, with the Cardinals, they they re signed Greg Dorch, they they redid the contract to DJ Humphreys yep. to save five million dollars in cap space. We knew they cut Robbie Anderson, so cut Marcus uh, Golden yep. today, too, to save a little bit more money. Yep, we'll get into all of that, and then, of course, really analyzing the big trade between the Bears and the Panthers today that has put the Cardinals in just a tremendous position of power going into the draft a month and a half from now. But no Suns games tonight. Obviously, the news of Kevin Durant is still kind of settling in. And we, we we opened up the show with this. It was just about this time yesterday we got the news that Kevin Durant was going to be reevaluated in three weeks. And in the moment, and I've thought a lot about this since we did it, in the moment, we kind of... Approached it as if it were good news because it wasn't worse news, right? Like, there was a lot of thought yesterday that Kevin Durant was going to be out four to six weeks, right? And it was, oh, God, six weeks. If it's six weeks, he might not come back until halfway through the first playoff round. So, when you hear two weeks or three weeks, initially your mind goes, okay, well, it's not as bad as it could have been. And I woke up this morning and I thought, you know what? It's bad. It still <laughs> sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. It's, it sucks. It does. There's so many different angles that you could look at. And the first angle you got to think about if you want to just be positive about it is he's not out for the remainder of the season. He's not out for the playoffs. I mean, then the Sun's chances of a championship would be over. He's projected to come back. He's projected to come back. Now, whether he comes back healthy or not, I don't know. Can he stay healthy through the playoffs and the grind? I don't know. But he's projected to come back. That's a good thing. That, that's, you know, that's a good thing. They're in a good spot. You know, they're in a good spot. You know, right now they're fourth. They've got a three-game lead over the next team that's fifth for home court advantage. They've got Devin Booker. They'll win games because Book's playing at a super elite level right now. No, I don't know if anybody's playing better than him in these last four games. So they'll still win some games even though the schedule's tough. So Okay, so that's good. So you'll be all right. It's not like you're going to miss the playoffs or be in the play-in game. The negative part, if you want to look at the negatives, is – Kevin Durant missed a lot of time with a knee injury. So by the time, say he comes back and plays three games, he's going to go into the playoffs having only played six basketball games. You know, since the middle of January, is is he up? Is he up for a? Is he up for a four, for a two month run of playing every other day? Yeah. Is he up for that? Can his body handle it? Like he's, you know. It's going to be middle of January. He went down, knee injury, was out for a long time, missed a lot of games. So now you're talking, like I say, January, February, March, April. Four months? In which you played six basketball games? Four months of six basketball games. Yeah. Now, we talked about this earlier. And you and I agreed that there are a handful of players in this league who can miss that much time and come back and Especially not like be that rusty. It's three to three and a half, not four, but it's yeah. three to three and a half. Yeah, it's still a lot of time. It's still a lot of time. Uh. There are a handful of players in this league who can miss that much time and come back and not be rusty. Kevin Durant's in that club. It's a very exclusive club. There's, I don't think Devin Booker could do that. All right, let's, let's uh, if we're just being honest. I don't think Devin Booker could play six basketball games in three and a half months and come back and just be great just like that. I think KD... Can But your concerns bring up kind of the bigger issue here is that there's no, you know, we were all looking forward to these next 16 games or so for this team to really figure out how to play with each other and how to play around each other. You're depriving yourself of that now. You don't get that. And while I don't think that's everything, I do think it's something you know, I, it's not it doesn't mean the Suns can't win a championship because they haven't had time to gel together. But I do think it matters that they won't have had that time to gel together, you know, and that's going to hurt them. It's going to they're going to have to you'd rather have it than not. Of have course, it. you're going to have to figure but this stuff out on the this, fly. Does, does and not I think that matters it. Does not cannot having it make them lose a playoff series. That's I, the question. Okay. Would I rather have the experience of them playing together? Sure. I'd rather have it than not have it. But does not having it, does that, would would that, okay, is is somebody going to go into a playoff series and say, hey, Suns are playing the Warriors and I'm going to pick the Warriors. Why? Because Kevin Durant hasn't played with this team this much. Could that be, like, is is that a factor? I think some people would pick against the Suns because of that. I would. Okay, but well then then, then you answered the question. Then it is a fact. Yeah, I, I I think no some, continuity. Yeah, I think some people would say, man, Kevin Durant just hasn't had enough time with the Suns. I'm going to pick the L.A. Clippers to beat him in the first. round. I wouldn't say that, but I can see some people doing that. I and I think remember what you said about Golden State a couple days ago. That if you're going to play Golden State in the playoffs, it's probably better to play them early than later. Yes, I think the same now applies for the Suns. Like if you're going to play the oh, Suns, 100%. play them early. Get get me him early. Get get him get him early. He's not used to playing with them. He might be yep. a little ginger on yep. that. You know, with the the knee and the ankle yep. and the is he? Is going to? Is he going to compensate it all? Look, the other thing I brought up, and I, I don't like. And again the the run to an NBA finals is a it's a long time of playing a lot of basketball ruling stretch of basketball. There's a lot of days where you're playing every other day. You play Monday, you play Wednesday, you play Friday, you play Sunday. Kevin Durant last year played in one playoff series. The year before that he played in two playoff series. The year before that he was out the full season. The year before that he got hurt in the finals, so he didn't play in the finals. He got hurt in game 1. So it's been a long time, five years, since Kevin Durant has gone through the gauntlet of playing in all four playoff series mm-hmm. to get to a finals. Five years ago. Five years ago, he was 29 and a half years old, not 34 and a half years old. So that run to the finals with Golden State, he was in his 20s, not his 30s. So – is that a factor? I don't know. I don't, I'm just bringing it up that it's that it's, it's long, it's grueling, well, and you've got a guy that's had some, some injuries this year. And now you're going to say, okay, we've got to go through this tough stretch of six, seven weeks. We're going to play a lot of basketball. I think part of that is a factor. And, and what I mean by that is I, I think that if we're really boiling this down to its core here, what we're all concerned about is that if you get Kevin Durant back, yeah, you're still great. Yeah, you're still a favorite. Can you count on him staying back? You know, and that and that kind of ties into what you're talking about, and that just ties into the general overall history of Kevin Durant. And if we're really talking about what scares us about this, is that okay? You're going to get Kevin Durant at some point. How long is he going to be there? How, how many games is he going to be able to play? Can he? Can he? Can he go through 24, 24 games in a in a six week yeah, period? And we don't know. We don't, and, seven weeks, and that was always the risk that was always the part about this deal uh-huh. that made it you know but well, like you said i mean for, for it, it you made the trade this is it like you know you're all in on this no second guessing it yep no second guessing it. You're trying to win a championship. Maybe he'll come back and it'll be great and it'll lead the Suns. It's very possible. It's yeah. Very possible. You know, we're looking at the doomsday scenarios. Very possible he comes back and he's fine and he leads the Suns to a title. I know, it's, and that's you know what? Because this sucks, it's hard not to look at the doomsday scenarios. And I want to be positive. And it, it, look, there's a part of me that says Kevin Durant's going to come back and everything's going to be fine. And the Suns are going to do fine without Kevin Durant because they still have Devin Booker and they still have DeAndre Ayton and they'll they'll hold on to the four seed. Maybe they'll even move up to the three seed and everything's going to be okay. And all of that can be true two things can be true at once they can be fine without Kevin Durant and I can also be worried about whether Kevin Durant is going to stay healthy throughout the playoffs both of those things can be true at the same time, I don't have to choose one or the other You're right. and I think both things potentially could be true when we come back, the Cardinals, boy are they sitting in a great spot right now how are they going to use the power that they've been given today thanks to the Chicago Bears that's next, Burns and Gambo and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. (laughs) I'm looking it up. Welcome back to Burns and Gambo. I'm laughing because I'm looking through some of the audio that I have to play. Okay. I have a Will Anderson draft profile play it for you. Oh, okay. do we guess who do we guess who did it? We we so all right, we have these Let's draft guess. profiles that we when we prepare ourselves for the NFL draft, we play them on the air anytime we refer to a specific player. We've got Mitch, our producer, voices them, Eric, our afternoon update guy voices them, Sarah Kazell, Aaron Maloney, Zach Larson, and who else do we add to the mix? Jesse Morrison is Jesse. in this year. Okay. And I just found this out today. Jarrett Carlin in the mix this year? Okay, there's too many people to guess. God help us. It's me. too many people to guess. You don't want to guess anymore? I think you should eliminate two, and then we guess out of the four. I, think I, I guess it out of six. I think you should eliminate two. I haven't heard two. it yet either, but I will listen, and I will eliminate two for you guys. Okay, You okay. haven't heard this one yet? Okay, no. so let's just guess. guess eliminate two, because well, guessing out of six, we're going to have a very low let's percentage. Let's guess among race. our usual group for this one. All right? The, 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 okay, the, I'll go Eric. You think Eric Ruby, voice the I Will Anderson? Miss, uh, uh, eliminate two. I'll, I'll give you four names. How about that? Okay, okay cool. give me four. I'll give you the four from last year. so Aaron, Sarah, myself, and Eric. I'll go Eric. I want to say Sarah. Will Anderson Jr., Edge, Alabama. Will Anderson, a beast, a monster, a machine. That's how the edge rusher was described while at Alabama. The two-time All-American finished his college career with 34 and a half sacks, 62 tackles for loss, and more than 200 quarterback pressures over three seasons. He is widely considered the best defensive player in this year's draft. Anderson makes game-changing plays in the run game and as a Pass rusher and with an intensity that will make Wolf proud. Scouts would like to see a more consistent motor all the way through the play, but they believe his athleticism and his will could lead to a Pro Bowl career. NFL comp soon to be Hall of Famer, Demarcus Ware. Oh, good comp. Good comp. I like it. I'm, I'm looking at a story in the Seattle Times. Just look at this. Seattle Times. NFL mock draft roundup. Could Will Anderson fall to Seahawks at number five? Come well, they, on. They've got to be. Predicting that quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, right? Um, I'm sure that's why they're asking that question. Do quarterbacks go one, two? Three, I guess four? that that, that, mean, it, McCart- that means the Cardinals trade out, trade out at three. Somebody other than the Colts moves up to three, takes a quarterback. The Colts take whoever's left at four, and Will Anderson. Said if can you imagine if Will Anderson went to the Seahawks at five? For the love of all that's come on, come on. That'd be one of those, like if you were running a fantasy draft, that's yeah. the one where the commissioner would step in and say, I'm not allowing that trade. You, you can't, that's collusion. You can't, <laughs> you can't have that. You can't have Will Anderson going to the Seahawks at yeah, no, five. Yeah, no, that's They're the headlines not. in the Seattle Times. Could Will Anderson fall to the Seahawks at five? <laughs> not if the Cardinals stay at three. Well, here's the thing. Not here's, if they stay at three, it's not happening. Here's the reason why we're playing the Will Anderson profile. Yeah. If the Cardinals want him, he's theirs. It's done. It's official. The Bears moved out of one today. The Bears traded the number one pick in the draft to yeah. the Carolina Panthers. Carolina gave up number nine, number sixty-one, which is a late second rounder, a first rounder next year, a second rounder in two years, and DJ Moore, wide receiver, really it was good, really good, it was really good. But he has the he had the highest cap hit on that team for next year. Oh, okay. So that that was one of the, he had the highest cap number so on was, that whole team. It was getting team. off that cap hit and moving getting that off money the cap over to Chicago. Hit, yep, all of that Carolina gave up to move up from number nine to number one. Carolina, it's presumed, is going to take a quarterback. Houston, it's presumed, is going to take a quarterback. The Arizona Cardinals now dictate the draft. The Arizona Cardinals are, are in essence, on the clock to a certain extent. We don't know which quarterbacks are going to go. And I was even reading a report today that Carolina claims they don't even know yet what quarterback they want. It seems to be C.J. Stroud. I think it's C.J. Stroud, based on what Josh McCown, their quarterback's coach, had said about him. And some reports that Frank Reich doesn't like the shorter quarterbacks. Which would seem to eliminate Bryce Young, and certainly C.J. Stroud would would move to the top. Who was his quarterback last year in Atlanta? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Tall 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 quarterback. quarterback, Yeah. Big quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So here the Cardinals are sitting at three. Uh We know it's going to be quarterback one, quarterback two. And now the Cardinals have options galore. Stay put. Take Will Anderson. Nothing's going to get in your way. Uh, fashion a trade with a team that feels like they need to move up to three to get a quarterback. There are lots of teams in the top ten of this draft who fill that need, whether it's the Lions at six, whether it's the Raiders at seven, whether it's the Falcons at eight. If you're the Cardinals, you can make all sorts of trades with those, and you're not going to get exactly what the Bears got. You're going to get a really sweet package to move down there. If but you're the I Cardinals. Would, and I'll say this, though. I think that any trade would now have to come on draft day. Teams have to see what quarterbacks. I think teams would want to see what quarterbacks go one, two. Ooh. I mean, do you make a trade to three and just say, we'll take the third best guy? Only if you think the gap between the third best guy and the fourth best guy is really wide. Like if you go, okay, there's three quarterbacks we love in this draft and the fourth we don't. If you believe that, then you don't have to wait till draft day to make the move. You know? That's what I think. If you're trading up to three now, you got to be thinking, okay, I I love Richardson. I'm going to take Richardson. What if Richardson goes one? What if they shock the world and they take Richardson one? Stroud goes two. And you're like, we don't really... Like Bryce Young that much. Well, then you wouldn't make the deal. We don't want a 5-10 quarterback. You, you, you just, you, you'd only make the deal if there were three quarterbacks that you loved. But that's why three you love, or so, you just wait till the draft and right. you make the trade and, when they're on the clock. And, and that's, that's, I think, the only way the deal happens before the draft is if you're a team and you go, there's three quarterbacks we love, we, and the fourth is trash. We don't like them. And then you make the deal before the draft. But if you don't know, then you wait. But if you're the Cardinals, you have all this lined up. Now, of course, there's the dream scenario, which we've been touting all day long, and that's the Colts. Sitting at number 4, they need a quarterback. Is there one they love enough to move up to three? Can the Cardinals convince the Colts that there are teams that are going to move to three? Hey, if you don't come up and get your guy, your guy's going to be gone, and then you're going to be picking somebody you don't want at four. The dream scenario is the Cardinals get a decent package from the Colts to move down one spot. They still get Will Anderson, and they pick up an extra whatever, a second and a fifth, or a second and a third, and they give back a fourth. I mean, whatever the chart says, whatever the numbers work out, the Cardinals can get a really nice package to move down one spot, still get Will Anderson, and still load up with picks. And then... You trade DeAndre Hopkins, Bill Barnwell even went so far as to suggest that the Carolina Panthers should want DeAndre Hopkins now to go along with their young quarterback to help bring their young quarterback along. Panthers have the 40th pick in the draft. That's just a couple slots behind the Cardinals second round Hopkins can control it a little bit because the team's going to want to restructure with him. And if he doesn't want to go there, he's just got to say, I'm not restructuring with you. True. So he has a little bit of say. Because the team's going to want DeAndre. Like, look, we'll work. He hired an agent. Like, and that team is not going to just want to take on DeAndre with the current cap situation the way it is. So I think that they'd want. I think that is his way of controlling it a little bit if he doesn't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go play with a young quarterback. Potentially, yeah. I want to play with a veteran. And I'll I'll be honest with you. There was a story I saw today. It was just a tweet, actually. Somebody pointing out that the Dallas Cowboys cleared up $30 million in cap space by restructuring. That could be for DeAndre Hopkins. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. It was what, Zach Martin and Dak Prescott's quarter uh, contracts? I think they restructured. Yes. And I saw that tweet, and I thought, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre, they're clearing money for DeAndre. They're coming. I, it, 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 right? That, that was my first reaction. It sounds like it was yours, too. I think that that would make sense. I mean, they need a, they need a prime. They, listen, Jerry Jones doesn't get any younger, man. They're going to go all in right now and try to win. Can I bring up one more scenario? Yeah, go ahead. I know we're late for a break. Both Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer and Joe Person of Dot com covers the Carolina Panthers for the Athletic, had nearly identical tweets. So presumably they're talking to the same source. The Panthers feel they now control the draft, and they are not discounting backing up in the draft to recoup some of the compensation they lost if they have a couple quarterbacks they like. That makes no sense. So you go up to one, but then you go back to four because you have three quarterbacks you like? That would be the stupidest thing you could do. And, and so you get you dra- have the chance. You've got to have one quarterback you like more than all the rest. I, you're in a position now to go get that guy. Why would you risk that? We love C.J. Stroud the most. We're going to trade down to four. C.J. Stroud has gone to two. That's dumb. Like, I, like, I think, uh, that, that's, I think unless, that that's— Okay, let me give you another theory. Go ahead. You move down from one to two if you're Carolina. Texans have a guy they love. Carolina has two guys they love. Yeah, sure. You can come up, number one. Give us some stuff. Give us some picks. We'll move down one spot. The Mitch spot. Trubisky thing? Yeah. Trubisky? Yeah. that Carolina moves up to one... But then just falls back one spot to two. Right, but the Bears moved up one spot to get Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. So that's what I was referring yeah, that's, to. Yeah, that's what I you meant. So the Texans move up just the one spot to one. Carolina falls back to two, gets extra inventory, and they still get a quarterback they love because they love two What's of them. What's the word? Subterfuge? Subterfuge. 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 Okay. Subterfuge. I think yeah. these guys are being fed some wrong information. they I'm moving Then I'm moving <laughs> off that number one pick. That's ridiculous. I totally agree. I, mean, I totally we agree. You just moved up to number one. Now we're open to trade. No, you're not. <laughs> You're going to take, you're need a quarterback. <laughs> I told Don't look it. at the quarterbacks you've run out there in the last three years. You're going, to get, you're going to get the guy you want. This is fun. I enjoy talking about this. This is lots of different ideas. Text us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line, 620-620. Right now is where you can reach us. How is the Western Conference projected to pan out with news of Kevin Durant being out for three weeks? It's interesting. We'll tell you next here on Burns and Gambo and Gambo, Arizona sports, the local sports leader the highly analytical website 538.com. com simulations upon simulations upon simulations and then they published the results they um, came out with their NBA predictions updated after every single game and depth chart revision is what they say okay um, very, right. very specific very detail oriented here and of course now with Kevin Durant gonna be out for you know three weeks until he's gonna be reevaluated who knows how many games he's gonna play in this year uh, You sent me a link today to the latest predictions and the latest projections. You ready for this? I'm ready for it. Okay. Let's go. Let's roll. Uh, they've got the num- the Nuggets finishing number one in the West with 56 wins. They've got the Grizzlies finishing number two in the West with 50 wins. Yeah, I mean that was a good win for them last night. Yeah, I'm going to bring that up in a second because uh. both of these teams that I'm about to mention had good wins last night. The Kings and the Suns in a tie. 47 and 35. Okay. Now. And a tie. Okay. They, they've got the uh, Kings. Yeah. I mean, right now the Kings are listed above them, but with a tie, the tie breaker is going to come down to head to head and the Suns right just now it's to win two one of two. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if they win one of the two, they get them. Okay. So let's just say for now, Kings three, Suns four, though they're tied. Okay. Five. The Warriors at 43 and 39. Okay. okay. Six. The Mavericks. Seven. Now we're into the play-in tournament. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. the Timberwolves at seven, the Clippers at eight, the Lakers at nine, the Pelicans at ten. Okay, give me the give me the play-in tournament teams again. Timberwolves at seven. Okay, Clippers at eight, Lakers at nine, Pelicans at ten. Okay. I nope. don't think there's any way the Clippers fall that far. But just let's say that the Clippers and the Lakers advance. Okay. Okay. LeBron comes back, Clippers advance. The Suns right now are four seed. They would take on Golden State in the first round. Okay. Unless they're the three because they won the tiebreaker over the Kings. Okay, you said four. Break- I said, you you're said right. Four. I said four. You're right. So I'm going to go with four. So four, you take on Golden State in the first round. You win that. And then you would play the, the one seed. The Nuggets. The Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing the math right now. I'm going through yeah. it. So if you... So, so if, the, if the one, two, three, and four seeds all would win, then you would get... Nuggets. The Nuggets in the second round. Suns, Grizzlies... Kings. Okay, and then say you beat the Nuggets, you would get the winner of the Grizzlies and the Kings. Grizzlies and the Kings. You, 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 your tougher matchup would come earlier, earlier in the in the middle against the Nuggets. Chalk is probably not going to hold in this year's playoffs. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Um, there's just too. There's just too many good teams on the bottom. And, and depending on how the the play in goes, I mean, you, you, for those who don't remember, it's seven versus eight, nine versus ten. The loser of 7-8 plays the winner of 9-10. Whoever wins that game is 8. Whoever wins 7-8 is 7. So that's that's how potential. Now, it's just a projection. Who knows? And, you know, there's... Now, what's interesting is that you asked earlier the difference between finishing third and fourth. Is there really a difference? And it's an exercise like this that points out the difference. You want to save the Nuggets till the end? I mean, you probably have to go through them anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But if you want to save the Nuggets till the end, then it would behoove you to be the third seed. Because as the fourth, you're going to play the Nuggets in the second round. But the Nuggets could get beat by somebody, and you might not have to fail. Like, you, the Nuggets are very capable of being beat early in this. But I say, mean, you talk, look at the teams at the bottom. Okay, say what you want about the lake. If LeBron comes back healthy with AD and the moves, like, they. Could be a threat. It could be a threat. The Clippers is an eight seed. Oh, if it's a total happened, threat. could be a total, total threat. threat. Can you imagine the Nuggets and the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> I deliberately looked over at Mitch, our resident Nuggets fan, and yeah, that that yes, what you just did. Yeah. I really want to. No, 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 no. We we no. <laughs> I do want to see Sa- I do want to see sacramento Sacramento in the playoffs. I just oh, they're getting to the playoffs. I know, but I just want to see them. Like I we I kind of counted them out all year. They went to New York and beat the Knicks last night. Yeah good like, on TNT for putting that game on national yeah, TV last night. Yeah, like that's one of the that, few times they've ever been on national, national television. That's, that's a matchup that needed to be on national TV because the Knicks have been red hot lately and the Kings, yep. and and, and I'm glad you brought this up because I really wanted to highlight for a couple of minutes. Okay, let's do it. The Kings and the Grizzlies both got really nice wins last night. Huge. The kind of wins that they're like, okay, hold on a sec before you go writing us off. We're not going anywhere. Both of those teams had wins Gri- like that. Grizzlies blew out the Warriors 131-110. Of course, it was in Memphis, right? They blew him out. Um, so they, I mean, five, five grizzly starters scored in double figures. 22 by Tyus Jones. Desmond Bain had 21. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 21. It got off to a fast start. Um, Dylan Brooks got to, he got to chirp about, uh, about uh, Draymond Green after the game. Tell him to, you know, tell him to keep talking about me. I'll keep playing better. Um, so that was big. And then the Kings... Man, the Kings just, I mean, what a game. De'Aaron Fox just, De'Aaron Fox is like the best closer in the NBA. Um, national telev- television audience on TNT, they win that game against the Knicks. They've got a tough schedule. So to go beat the Knicks in New York, you know, that was a big game for them. So they maintain the two seed right there. They're tough like this, like, and then you know what I loved about this? You to know the Sacramento paper today, Mike Brown calls out King stars, De'Aaron Fox and Demontis Sabonis. What did they lose? No, they won. Yeah, he rips Fox and Sabonis. That's a veteran flex. They allowed flex a season right worst twelve offensive rebounds, and he just he got on him. I'm frustrated. It's a great win. You take wins at this time of the year. Oh, you got the sound? You don't have the sound, Mitch? Do you? I mean, you can tell I'm a little frustrated. It's a great win. You take wins at this time of the year, but that's not how we need. That's not how we should be playing basketball. What you guys saw tonight. I am not happy with our performance at all except for the fact that we got the win. That is a veteran yeah. coach flex oh, yeah. right there. No, yeah. Because, because what, exactly what he's doing is like, okay, the Kings, they're on national TV. Fox has 15 in the fourth quarter. Sabonis has a triple-double. And Mike Brown's like, yeah, that's not even close to good enough. Like, it's just, that's a total don't get happy on the farm, Monty Williams kind of moment. Like, I'm going to rip into you guys. You're thinking you're all fat and happy because he did this. And I'm going to rip my two stars. Yep. It was great. I'm going to rip my two stars. That's why Mike Brown is there, right? Uh-huh. To do things like that to that team. Oh, right. I mean, great. De'Aaron Fox was great. He closed the game out. He was great. They've got a 16-year playoff drought. Not only is it the longest in NBA history, it's the longest in, in, in major American pro sports right now. The longest, but they're they're on a seven one run since the All Star break seven and one. They just continue to play well. It's incredible. Like like I, I don't think that they could do any damage in the playoffs. But man, you got to give that team a lot of credit for what they've been able to for them hanging it, hanging on as long as they have where they are. No doubt. And the Grizzlies, I thought an equally as impressive win. Now it was against the Warriors, and the Warriors on the road stink. They're like seven and twenty six, seven and twenty seven. I have to look it up to be sure, but it's really really bad. So that in itself. Isn't that impressive? Overly, do you see the first quarter score of that came last night? Memphis was up 48 to 28 right in the first quarter. Yeah. They got they off to a great start, laid in to them. I, yeah. I mean, just into the Grizzlies, for everything they've had to go through to respond like that, it was a big win for eight them. made three pointers, 18 points in the paid, 14 assists. That was their first quarter. That was incredible. They, they, were, they had a really broke out a can of whoop-ass on the Warriors who continue to flounder when they go on the road. Now, that being said, and if I'm just being honest here, Sacramento and Memphis, I would still handpick a matchup against either one of those teams that I would just about anybody else in the West. If I'm just being honest. Steven out. Adams is out for the rest of the regular season. Yep. Who knows when Jaw's gonna be back? Brandon Clark's out for the Brandon rest Clark's of the regular season. Brandon Clark's out for the rest of the Is he out for the playoffs too? Oh yeah. He's, he's done for the year. He's done, he's done for the year. Not yeah, just the regular season. He's done for the year. He's done. And in Jaw, we don't know when Jaw's coming back. Yeah. I, I, I just I hate to say that, but It's the truth. Minnesota is the the only Western Conference team I can think where I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd love to play those guys because I just think, I I don't think they're that good. The Madness tips off next week. With it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks. It's presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Text the word Bucks to 62620. Sign up. Get your bracket. Compete for your shot at over $3,000 of prizes. If you register before Sunday, you'll be entered to win a $200 gift card courtesy of Mavericks in Scottsdale. Again, Text BUCKS to 620-620. We wrap up this busy Friday with the question that all Cardinal fans are asking. Can they have their cake and eat it too in the NFL draft? We'll talk about it coming up on Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? So we have this thing here on the Burns and Gambo show. Maybe you're familiar with it. Maybe you're not. McGambo and I... It's not really a rule; it's just sort of a guideline. We typically don't watch sports on Friday night. It's it's a break. We owe it to our wives. We owe it to ourselves. We're just gonna, you know, because sometimes screw that, man. I'm gonna watch the U of A what? ASU game tonight. That's why I'm bringing this up because <laughs> tonight's one of those, and, and this happens like seven or eight times a year. Yeah, where you have something on a Friday night that kind of tests the theory a little bit. Like, okay, are you really gonna Can not I watch sports tonight? I went to a tonight? country music concert with my wife last night. I'm like, I'm in the driver's right now a little bit, you know? Like, I went to the secret show last night. I'm gonna text I took her. I'm gonna text your wife and tell her that I'm you in said the, driver's you're the driver's seat. seat. Yeah, so I, how I she responds up, to that? I built up a little equity. You know what I mean? Like I went to the country music concert. <laughs> okay, so, so, what you're gonna take out a home equity loan? So you? Can watch I'm like, this. I got equity. You can watch the Sun Devils game tonight. Like, if she's like, Do you want to watch? I want to watch. Yeah, we the U of ASU game. Like, she'll be okay. Cool. Like, I owe you. Like, you took <laughs> you took me to the, to the secret show, which was uh, Cole Swindell, not Greg Swindell. Cole Swindell, not Greg. Swindell. Wendell not to be excused for or confused, confused for, yeah. Not to be confused for Greg Swindell, the pitcher. <laughs> not to be excused. For... <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> no. the end of a long week. Your brain is fried. I love it. No, Subterfuge. I don't. I, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, listen. I, know, I listen, know. When I'm not doing this anymore, people people he wasn't the smartest radio show host. I'll tell you that. Oh, they're saying that about you now, right? Exactly. Greg but but they'll like they'll know. be able to reiterate. He wasn't the smartest guy that was on <laughs> hey, the radio. He just used to reiterate in a sentence. I'm impressed. By I that. Used to, I used I used a a big word earlier. Myriad. A myriad. (laughs) Myriad. I think it's myriad. 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 I think it's myriad. Is it myriad or myriad? Myriad. Second one? Yeah. Myriad. I'm here. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I, I tried to, I attempted to use a big word. You did. Uh-huh. You used it. And you actually said it right the first time. So exactly. When you used it earlier on the show. So you so you will play I your card wanna... tonight and I you know. will watch ASU U of A. Yeah, listen, I think that there's a, I think what happens, because the game is so late, I could probably, like I'm watching that Last of Us with Mitch, uh, that, you know, that Mitch is watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could get home, watch one or two episodes of that, and then still watch the ASU game. You could. You know, you, you absolutely could. For a half an hour before it's bedtime. My wife and I started a, <laughs> I'm teasing, I'm teasing. my wife and I started a new show. Um yeah. a really easy watch. It's very Ted Lasso-like, because it's the same producers of Ted Lasso. Okay. It's called Shrinking. And it's on Apple Plus. And it's got Jason Siegel. Or is it Seagal? Siegel, right? Siegel, yeah. Uh who's from How I Met Your Mother and Harrison Ford. And it's a comedy, and it's got a real Ted Lasso vibe. Do you know the guy who plays Roy Kent? He's actually the executive producer of the show. Really? Yeah. So he and the guy who plays the other coach on Ted Lasso, they're both the producers of this show. So it's got a real Ted Lasso kind of thing to it. It's funny. It's cute. It's easy. It's a really easy watch. You get a few laughs. And yeah, so I think we'll watch that. Is that, that the not he's here, he's there, he's everywhere, Roy Kent? Yeah. yeah it's, Roy it's, Ken. it's 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 Harrison Ford's really good at it. He's very surprising how good he is in that and show. And it's amazing. He's still out because he's on that, uh, that uh, 1923. 1923. He's got an Indiana Jones movie coming out this summer. He's got shrinking. He's like 82? Jeez. I think... I just read something before about William Shatner. He's ninety-one. He's still like he doesn't even seem like he's ninety-one. He went to outer space six months ago, like a, like a couple of years ago. He went with Bezos to outer space. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was like no, was it twenty-one. Was it twenty-one? Oh, Sometime okay. in two thousand twenty-one to space. How's it? Ford's eighty? Harrison Ford's eighty years old. Okay, he's eighty. Yeah, he's that's cranking. up. That's good. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's he still he still can he can still get it he's done. Still it's act for him. Yeah. Great. No doubt about it. Um, busy day today. Um, what's busy day? I think Monday's going to be big. We'll we'll start to get some, a lot of the free agency stuff will come out on Monday. Start to get some ideas and and hints about where guys are going and stuff like that. So I think Monday will be a big day NFL-wise. You saw a lot of teams today, I I think, really dotting some I's and crossing some T's and getting ready for Monday. A lot of, uh, clearing a lot of cap space, cutting a lot of guys, a lot of moves. Of course, the big trade. The Bears trading number 1 to the Carolina Panthers, who moved up from 9. Now they have the number 1 pick. It does put the Cardinals, we keep saying this, in an incredible position to be able to effectively do whatever they want to do in the draft now. They want to trade for a big package. They can... They want to stay put and take Will Anderson. He's going to be there. Yep. The sweet spot would be trading down one spot with the Colts, get Will Anderson, and get extra picks. If they can pull that off, they win. Yeah. So we've got that, and then you are going to have the bracket on Monday. I mean, we're going to know. Ooh, going to know is U of A a two yeah. seed? Selection. Is U of A a three Sunday. seed? Does ASU get in? Does ASU not get in? Do they go to Dayton for the first they, four? Right. Or are they in, right. In. Right. Right. Yeah. And if they don't get in, I'm just you know I I love to tape those shows, and then everybody talks about who got screwed, right? That's what they talk about. They, know, they, honestly, they don't say screw, but they talk. But you know who ASU will be one of those teams that ASU get screwed. That is one of my least favorite parts of Selection Sunday. Is is the who got screwed conversation. I really that like I I get well it. it would mean more now because it's 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 ASU of course if ASU like, gets screwed right. I I'll don't be, care if Creighton gets scur- screwed I'll or, be curious to see how many people are saying ASU got screwed if they get screwed right. Right. If Oregon doesn't get in on I don't care about Oregon but that's what, and that's what I mean is like they spend ten minutes arguing about who got screwed I don't care about that give me the brackets tell me about the matchups tell me okay the, the guys who didn't make it whatever fine they probably weren't going to win it anyway tell me about who's got the best path the hardest path the toughest Bracket things like that. They spend on those selection shows yeah. way too much time on who got screwed. And this this weekend, Chase Field World Baseball Classic, right? Great Britain, USA, Mexico, USA, Great Britain, Britain tomorrow. I'd, I, I definitely want to try to go to one of those games. So do I. I'm, I'm, USA, Mexico, USA, Great Britain. It's like so. Chase Field has some great World Baseball Classic games this weekend. Trying to find the night to go, and it's tough. So I, they got two games Saturday, two games Sunday. No, it's in, I think it's one Saturday, one Sunday, one Monday, and one Wednesday. USA does. Oh, USA. 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 I'm, I'm just talking. Saying about if you USA. just want to go to another game, oh, yeah, you could go no, to I, another game. I, I, you could. I was just talking. about There's TV other USA. games that'll be there too. I mean, you don't. If you just want to yeah. see a baseball game, you don't have to watch just USA. Uh, and then Monday, as you mentioned too, going back to the NFL, uh, legal tampering starts at I believe 9 a.m. Arizona time. I think it's 9 o'clock in the morning. So what you'll see is a whole bunch of deals come and fit. Now, they're legally not allowed to happen until Wednesday. But teams and players will agree to terms on Monday, and you're going to get NFL news fast and furious. Zach Allen. Byron Murphy. Yeah, if Zach a Allen goes for Denver Broncos, I might be a little ticked off. But I think the I think your Broncos are gonna go after Zach Allen, Mitch. Vance we'll loves him. Vance loves Zach Allen. That's I think like it's sack dance. That's gonna do it for us. We're out of here. I we'll won't miss that. Monday, straight up two o'clock here in the Burns and Gamblers. Have show. a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. <laughs>